stars could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Find a place inside where there's joy, and the joy will burn out the pain. That quote is from professor and author Joseph Campbell. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia O'Brien, creator and producer of Express Yourself and Star Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Before we get into today's show, Be The Star You Are's volunteers and I want to urge you to check out our website at bethestarur.org. Go to the events tab to find out exciting events we have coming up, and also visit us at Express Yourself Teen Radio to check out past editions of our show. My name is Kenneth John, and today's show is centered around joyfulness. So in this first segment, we'll be reading The Gift of Joyfulness, written by Cynthia Bryan, our founder and producer. So here's a chapter. When my son was five, he hugged my leg and said, I love you so much, Mommy, but I don't know who to love more, you or Santa. You help lots of people, but Santa helps millions. This is a tough question. My heart skipped a few beats, and the joy that rushed through my veins was as strong as the current of Niagara Falls, if he only knew. Experiencing the world through the eyes of a child is a path to happiness. Kids have such vibrant imaginations, and they know how to squeeze bliss into even the tiniest details. Kids get excited when they catch a cricket or skip a stone. Their eyes widen as they see Rudolph and his reindeer prancing through the night sky. The joy and wonder of being a child is a treasure to remember and relish forever. As we grow up, we are often told that it is the little things that happen in life that will make us happy. It's not a cliche. It is the truth. We can't forget joyfulness. Are millennials experiencing slices of joy? Millennials in general have been given a bad rap. Clumped into a group, they are portrayed as entitled, lazy complainers who are obsessed with themselves, glued to their gadgets, and ready to jump ship from a relationship or a job the minute they are merely content and not over the moon elated. Although there is always the exception, my general experience with this generation has been positive. The young people I've coached and worked with for many years have been engaged, interested in new opportunities, environmentally and socially conscious, dedicated to creating a more peaceful world, yet, yes, glued to their gadgets. But the single quality I have most enjoyed about these individuals is their joie de vivre. Millennials love life. Let's face it, the world millennials live in, the world we all live in, is a frightening place of terrorist attacks, raging wars, political corruption, famine, disease, discrimination, immigration struggles, health insurance uncertainty, high rents, recessions, stock market plunges, and climate disasters. No one can predict what will happen tomorrow. Will there be a suitable career opening after incurring thousands of dollars in college debt? Will social security go bankrupt before we can collect? Will a crazed trigger-happy leader push the button to nuclear destruction? 
With such abundant uncertainty, is it any wonder millennials want to grab as much fun out of life as quickly as possible while it is still feasible? I vote for creating a habit of joyfulness despite the global circumstances. Our brains are adaptive to change. You can transform the negatives into positives to life with joy. Acknowledging and savoring the little pleasures that we enjoy every day is a route to increased delight. As we focus on the small moments of joy that occur on a daily basis, we'll realize how good our life really is. Here are my simple suggestions for a life-altering payoff. Start practicing gratitude. Smell the flowers on a walk. Taste the sweetness of a juicy peach as it trickles down your chin. Take notice of the pleasure you feel when you pet your puppy. Create a joyful journal. Jot down anything that makes you happy, especially if it's silly and reread your thoughts when you need a boost. Snap photos of images that make you laugh. Wear a color that brightens your skin. Spread good cheer to strangers. Plan a picnic in the park with friends to catch up face-to-face. Unplug from technology for 15 minutes to look at the stars. Dance in the dark in your underwear. Are you smiling yet? By focusing on joy in bite-sized bits of joyfulness every day, you'll form a habit of experiencing bliss regularly. As Johann Wolfgang Goethe wrote, joy is the mother of all virtues. Seek joy and you will find it. You can love mommy and Santa equally. The exercise at the end of the chapter is called jumping for joy. When you're in a bad mood and feel like you need a boost, start moving. Do a dozen jumping jacks. Turn on music and dance the jig. Sing at the top of your lungs. Blow bubbles. Chase a butterfly. Climb a tree. Cartwheel. Somersault. Dive in the lake. Throw a frisbee. Fly a kite. Brush your cat. Smell the lavender. Jump for joy. Eat two scoops of ice creams on a waffle. Eat two scoops of ice cream on a waffle cone. Walk a mile. Smile. 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 Be a child again and make revelry your favorite flavor. Yeah, so uh, this chapter, just to give my thoughts on it, I think it, it kind of like was able to read my mind or at least uh, really pinpoint how uh, my mindset has changed over the years as I've grown up. Um, I guess it's like a common cliche thing for teenagers to be all uh, glum and uh, just devoid of joy, just rolling their eyes at everything. But yeah, being able to appreciate yourself and like act like a child every once in a while, just have that like the four-year-old wonderment at the world is a really valuable thing. And it really helps you uh, recognize all the great things that happen from time to time in life. And yeah, this is something I've definitely gone through um, as I'm becoming older. I've kind of become more cynical and then grown out of cynicism again, um, just because, you know, it's nice to be able to just go through life and appreciate random things that happen and be able to see the all the joy in it. And yeah, even though there are a lot of horrible things that happen in the world, um, you know, attacks, wars, uh, corruption, just piling debt, everything that Cynthia mentioned in this chapter, um, it's important to be able to appreciate the smaller things because it's not always easy to, uh, you know, get all these things fixed in one go. You know, these require constant work and just constantly being focused on work and trying to uh, undo these problems. It's just going to make you sad inevitably. So it's it's really important, like I've been saying, just to appreciate all the small things that happen in your life. So, yeah, I think that was a really great chapter about joyfulness and a great opening to our show. Uh, audience support more amazing segments like this one by donating to the Be The Star You Are 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program. Also, Be The Star You Are's Operation Wildfire Disaster Relief Fund continues. Be The Star You Are desperately needs your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. 
Help ship books to victims of natural disasters today at www.bethestarur.org. You can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no additional fees. I'm Kenneth Jun, and make sure to watch Be The Star You Are's fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Pick up our new anthology, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, celebrating gifts of positive voices in a changing digital world at cynthiabryan.com slash online dash store. And stick around for more on the gift of joyfulness. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com You can express yourself. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to the Gift of Joyfulness. I'm Kenneth Jun, and this is Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. In today's segment, I am joined by Vincent Jenna, a psychic counselor and spiritual mentor. The world-renowned Vincent Jenna is a triple-power psychic, an authentic and gifted psychic with the knowledge and experience of a licensed psychotherapist and the big, charming personality of a showman. He combines his early background as a professional actor and singer, a master's in clinical social work, and has hospice experience, helping more than 500 patients through the dying process with his uncanny skills as a metaphysician and psychic medium. The sum total of these experiences and gifts is a psychic who can guide people not only to recognize what is preventing them from healing or attaining their dreams, but the necessary steps to get there. And with that, I'd like to welcome Vincent onto the show. Hi, Vincent. Thanks for coming on. Kenneth, it's so great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Wow, that was was very special. Thank you. 
I, yes. I love hearing my introduction. You know what I mean? <laughs> it surprises me sometimes because I'm like, who the heck are you talking about? Oh, me. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot in this bio. Um, <laughs> yeah, so thanks for coming on. And I guess the first question can just address that. Yeah, I'm interested. Uh, how'd you become a psychic after you know going through all these different, uh, I guess, work experiences? What brought you to becoming a full-on professional psychic? It's so funny that you say all these work experiences. In actuality, Kenneth, at first, I was a professional singer, actor, and dancer. That's what I wanted to be. I was tormented in my life as a child. I was the bullied one in school, guys, okay? I was bullied until I was 17 years old. I mean, they chased me every day. They shoved me in lockers, flushed my head in toilets, spit on me, peed on me, beat me Mm -hmm. up. Uh, Yeah, right. And then when I got home, um, it was worse at home because my mom and dad, they were they both had some uh, pathologies going on. And I used to get beat at home all the time. Um, And and it was pretty tough for me, you know, Uh, singing and acting and dancing um, were my salvation. It's what kept me alive. I mean, I felt that I was worthless other than that. You know, hearing the applause is what I accepted as love. And so in between all of that, while I was pursuing a professional acting career as I was older, and here, let me impress you right now, because You know, it's hysterical, Kenneth. I think I'm about ready to mention a movie that you weren't even born yet. I was in the movie Grease with John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. That was 1978. What's your birth year? Uh, 2002. But I do know what Greece is. I know, I know, I know. But it's so hysterical because I'm an antique now. Do you understand that, <laughs> Kenneth? The movie is antique. Anything over 40 years is an antique. So <laughs> my grandchildren is are watching the movie now. It's hysterical. So, And in between all of that, I did have many bread and butter jobs. So I had an accumulation of stuff. But what I did not have is any psychic ability. But what caused it to happen is the kid who caused most of my torment while I was being bullied. He was the the class clown and the favorite jock. You know that kid in school who's really popular, but he's a real jerk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To everybody else, right? I'm sure you know one or two of them. Maybe not in, in, in your school or anything, but um, or the school you went to. It just, but in mine, there were. And this guy... At my 10-year reunion, Greece had already been out, and it became an, you know, an overnight success. And so, so I did, too, because even though I wasn't a star in the movie, I come from a small town, and anybody from a small town in a big movie, it was instant fame. And I decided to go to my high school reunion, and he was there, as well as all the other people who tormented me. And it was kind of like a Cinderella story. Everybody grew up, and they just embraced me and loved me, including this kid. And and he actually befriended me and became a really good friend of mine. And I liked him, and he liked me. And had we only known each other a little bit better when I was growing up, you know, but he wanted to be Mr. Cool, so that's why he jumped on the bandwagon of picking on me. Well, 
becoming my friend, I was getting some insight that his life was falling apart. Now, he wasn't saying anything. He hide everything. He hides everything in his life from people. He, they, you know, he was the guy who wanted to impress everybody. So he rented a Porsche for the 10-year high school reunion, you know, which was crazy, of course. Um, I hope nobody does that or did that in your class when you went to the prom. No. No? Uh, No, but I could go to many dances, I wouldn't know. Oh, man. Okay, I understand that. Either did I. (laughs) Um, But that one I was going to go to a reunion, you know, uh, primarily because I, I was in Greece and I was popular. So he became friendly and I saw his life falling apart, but I didn't know how to help him. Nobody was helping him. He wasn't turning to anybody. And it was after spending a weekend with him at his condo in Connecticut, my wife and I were driving home and I literally prayed to God for the first time in my life. I prayed that God give me an ability to be able to help him and people like him because I knew what it was like to have your life falling apart, even though he wasn't admitting it, but in my heart, I knew it. And within a week, that's when the craziness started. It was a Steven Spielberg movie and all these incredible crazy things with smoke swirling around me, dead people appearing, um, uh, psychics trancing voices that are telling me they're my guides. My wife thought I was going crazy, voices coming through me. It was nuts within three months period and there now all of a sudden i'm psychic i can tell the past present and the future i was able to interpret dreams um read people's minds and then as time went on that's when the mediumship stuff came in and i saw dead people i I mean it was crazy my wife didn't know whether to have me locked up or to believe me thank goodness she believed me uh, my family didn't. Nobody else did. They thought I was nuts. Um, but she believed me. And that's that was the start. Uh, and then everything was getting validated from that point on, Kenneth. It, it was crazy. I don't know if you ever had anything crazy happen in your life like that. But this was crazy nuts. Wow. Yeah. That all happened in like three months. Yes, in three months. Oh, my God. It was as if, and not now, not that I have ever done this before, but it was as if I was stoned or something and <laughs> or drunk. I mean, it was like a hallucination, but it wasn't. It was real. It was happening to me. And here I am, 36 years later, and not only do I dive deep into people's lives and help them unblock, um, I can communicate with those deceased loved ones on the other side. I can also communicate with animals and don't tell anybody, but recently aliens have been talking to me. And I'm not talking about Mexicans who crossed over the border illegally. Wow. <laughs> I know, crazy. Uh, yeah, this is all this is way more like fantastical than I would have expected. Um, so uh, after that all started happening, um, how did you exactly like start interacting with other people with this like ability? Did you start like going to friends or something? Um, no. Did people believe you? 
Oh my God, no, no, no! I didn't do this right away. It it was coming on to me, and I was, um, I luckily I was told by my guides. And now all of a sudden, I had guides. Everybody does actually, and it's actually quite normal, Kenneth, because everybody is intuitive and psychic. They we we actually survive based on our intuition, and intuition and psychic ability are the exact same things. I just learned how to open it up more, right? So in the beginning, I, I wasn't accepting that because, first of all, like I said, I want to be a professional actor. I wanted to win an Academy Award, um, a Tony, an Emmy, you know, for television and Broadway and that type of stuff. So when I was being told I was meant to do this, I, I really didn't know how to take it and, and what to do with these abilities. So I did a lot of research and study. That's what I was guided to do. And so I was guided to some of these places and very famous back in, in the 80s, it was called the New Age movement. And actually, it was before that. And New Age is where the metaphysical stuff, metaphysical means beyond physical, beyond this physical world. We're really all coming to an understanding uh, that we are more than just physical beings. We're energies, we're spiritual beings having a physical experience. That's what we're trying to open up in everybody. So what you see, like right now, you can look at your hands. Look down at your hands right now, Kenneth, and you mm -hmm. see you see part of your body. You see your arms, you see your legs, you see your waist, but that body is not you. It would be the same thing as, what type of car do you drive, Kenneth? Uh, my parents' car, just a Honda. Okay, that's actually a good car to drive because it saves you a lot of money and gas and expenses because if anything happens, they take care of it. You're smart, <laughs> okay? Don't get your own car until you have to. But that would be like saying that you, th that's your parents' car, that that parents' car is actually your parents, their, their, their personality, their persona. Or when you're driving it, it's you. It's not you. It's your vehicle. Well, the body that you just looked at is your vehicle. It's the vehicle of your persona, your essence, or your soul, whatever you want to call it. And so we each have that. And what I do now is I use that ability. And it took me a while to really grab hold of that and I started part-time like somebody said why don't you do part-time readings and I'm like readings are you crazy I'm not sticking a palm outside my door and call me brother Vinny like on the highway you see sister Sarah did you ever drive down the highway and you look on the side and it says psychic readings and there's either a palm out there with an eye in the middle of it did you ever see anything like that yeah, yeah. There, me and my friends were talking about one earlier. There's like one in our town, and I know it's about. it's hysterical. But I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to palm outside my door because <laughs> I used to think psychics were nuts from California. Okay. Um, well, there's still a few nuts in California that are psychic. So, yeah, so they're still there. But but most of my colleagues are not. And I, I never respected the field and I never wanted to be called that. So I started out being an intuitive. I called myself an intuitive counselor. See, that sounds so much nicer, doesn't it? It, it doesn't sound so crazy. Even you can accept that, right? Intuitive counselor. It, right? So, it, it, that yeah. doesn't sound so bad, right? It doesn't sound like you're totally nuts that you have to go to a person <laughs> who's an intuitive counselor, right? Uh, so I started doing that work 
And um, eventually, um, I was slowing down in my acting because I was told I was supposed to become this grand spiritual teacher and travel all over the world and speak all over the country and on radio and on television. And I just didn't understand that. So it, it took me a little time. And interestingly enough, Kenneth, if you right now, if you right now went to the bookstore or the library and you put up a business card and said, psychic readings call, your phone line would be ringing off the hook morning, noon, and night. So it wasn't as if I had to look for certain people to believe in me. There were thousands of them and millions of them all over the world longing for a reading. So it was very easy to step into. And I started actually working at a psychic fair. Um, and a psychic fair is when there's a, a you know a number of, of psychics and healers and maybe mediums, maybe 10 people, 12 people. And um, they're in a location. Usually it was a hotel for a weekend or Saturday or Sunday or whatever. And you went there or a metaphysical bookshop and you went there and for $20 or $30, you got 15 or 20 minutes with a psychic real quick. That's what a psychic fair was. So I started that when I was living in New Jersey. That's how I began, but still part time. And like I said, I was the intuitive. I wasn't a kooky psychic. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. And um, as someone who's never actually gone to a psychic or like had a reading or anything, what do these people usually come to you with? Like what kind of questions do they ask? Kenneth, um, I became a psychotherapist as well. I wanted to go back to school and study and get my degree so that I knew the human mind upside down and inside out. And let me tell you something. I had heard almost everything as a psychotherapist, but I've heard even more as a psychic, because the one thing a, a therapist, a psychotherapist, a, um, an emotional health or a mental health physician of any kind or practitioner can't do, they can't tell you what the future holds for you. Now, as a psychic, even though I can tell you based on your energy right now, and the direction you're going in right now, I can tell you what your future is, but you could change it at any moment because of free will. Well, they come to me for hope, Kenneth, hope. People mm -hmm. are suffering so much all over the world. They're so downtrodden. They've had such bad stories in their past. They were bullied. They were abused. They come from broken homes or no homes at all where their families gave them up. Or there were families and the families were abusive. And, and there is a mom and there's two moms, mom and stepmom. Or mom and stepmom didn't take care of, so grandma came in. Or grandma wasn't there, and so maybe there was the aunt or if it wasn't the aunt it was forced to care this is prevalent all over the world and everybody who's come to me I have done thousands of readings in the past 36 years for people all over the world and they all ask me the same four major questions number one what is my purpose what is my career supposed to be 
Number two, will I ever gain any financial stability? I'm in such financial debt, or I don't have any finances at all, or I lost all my finances. Number three, will will my health ever improve? Because so many people are sick. I was also a hospice social worker, so I worked with people who were dying. I had 500 patients um, and helped them to cross over and work with their caregivers and loved ones. And the most important question and the worst question of all is, will I ever find love? Love. It really is sad, Kenneth, but it is so rewarding, the work I do, to be able to bring hope to these people. Some of them, I don't even know how I find hope for them. Seriously, they've been in such abused backgrounds. But as I tell everybody, it, it, it can look the darkest, it could look the worst, but there is always hope because we are spiritual beings not just physical beings and we are capable of turning anything and everything around but kenneth that's an excellent question though those are the questions people ask me the most for always wanting to hear hope as an answer to every one of them mm-hmm. yeah and if you're able to i guess give other people hope through uh some of these through answering some of these questions, uh, does that mean you have like a lot of certainty about how your life will play out? Um, or do you I have feel like no idea? Oh. oh my god! No, no. <laughs> I know, Kenneth. That's that's great. You would assume, right? Being a psychic, yeah. oh, I know exactly what's going to happen in my life every single day. Absolutely not, because I have just as much free will. And what's even funnier, because I'm so emotionally involved in me and in my wife and in my children, my children, I'm a little bit better off at being able to separate myself a little bit to be able to see. But for myself, I'm constantly wondering, like even now, I'm waiting for things to happen. And I'm really manifesting as best as I can. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And I haven't really no idea whether it's happening or not. And if you think about it, just because I do this work, and like I said, because of free will, there's no guarantee. So even if I give hope, it's not a guaranteed hope. It's a possibility of a hope if everybody keeps making the right choices. Well, that same thing has to apply for me. Wouldn't it be a boring life for me if I woke up every morning and said, oh, crap, I might as well not even get out of bed. I know everything that's going to happen until I go back to bed. Let me just stay here and just leave it at that. You know, it it would be boring, right? It's got to be magical and mystical for me too. So I'm kind of glad I don't know everything that's happening, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was just curious how, like, I guess like a lot of, I guess a core element of like human life in general is that uncertainty of the future. It would just be really weird to, know everything that's going to happen to you. Yeah, right. so I was just curious about how that played into your life. That is that is very profound and insightful of you to be even thinking along those lines, quite honestly. I don't even have my 60-year-old clients have that kind of insight, Kenneth, so keep going. And by the way, just to let you know, you've got an incredible future coming up for you, and you must always be heard, so never get out of the public's ear or the public's eye. You've got to keep talking. You understand me? All right. Thank you. 
got great insight. But here is the thing that I can say about that. That actually is 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 a two-part wonderful question there. The first part is the answer I gave you where it's life is still has to be mystical. But the other part of it is if you follow the right practices and principles, then chances are the one thing you can guarantee yourself is happiness and success. We are entitled to be able to achieve all our dreams and fulfill and create the lives we want. But we have to believe. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in the greater part of you. You have to believe you're unlimited and that you're capable of manifesting all of this stuff. Even if it looks negative, even if it looks bad, you still have to believe in yourself. And when you do, you know, you've heard the stories, you've seen the movies, you've seen the television shows, you've read the books. There are millions and millions of people since the beginning of time that have created success for themselves because they believed. So that is the formula for true success, whether you know what's coming up in the future or not. All right. That sounds really cool. Did you record this? Because, (laughs) you know, sometimes I come out with stuff that even surprises me. Okay. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I don't know what to add on that. I think that's like pretty nice statement there. Um, yeah, and just, I want to ask, uh, you talked about, like, how you're able to talk to dead people and aliens. I know I kind of, like, brushed over that earlier, but that's, like, that's pretty big, right? How does that all play into, um, how you give people hope and the things you tell people? Oh, man. Okay, Kenneth. Okay, so, the biggest problem in the world today is people do not believe they're lovable, And they don't believe they're lovable because in actuality, as good of a job as some parents may be doing, and not all parents are doing as good of a job, children are lacking the most important elements and emotional needs being met as they're growing up. They're not being nurtured into believing in themselves. They're not being nurtured into knowing that they're special and that they're powerful and they're magnificent and they're divine and they can create anything they want. So what winds up happening then is these people in their lives, they wind up dying or crossing over before any of these kids, even when they grow up and they become adults, actually find out that my parents really love me. Did did my spouse, my partner, my brother, my sister, did they really love me? And even though the majority of people will come to me and say, oh, I want to talk with mom. Oh, I want to talk with dad. And I said, well, what do you what do you want to know? Are they okay? And I'm like sitting there in front of them or on the phone with them. And I said, that's not your question. Are they okay? Why are you coming to a medium thinking you want to know if your parents are okay? Obviously, you believe in life after death then if you're coming to a medium, which is a good thing. Do you believe in hell? Oh, no, I don't believe that there is a hell. So then what do you think is happening to them? What are they being beaten? They're being whipped because they were bad boys and girls? No, they're doing okay. That's not your question. Your question is, was I a good son? Was I a good daughter? Was I a good wife? Was I a good partner? Did you love me? That's what everybody comes to me for. They want to know. Because here's the interesting thing, Kenneth, that's, that most people don't understand. 
when you have felt total unconditional love from somebody, number one, it is everlasting. Number two, you never have to ask if that person loves you. Number three, you never miss that person because that love stays with you. So you don't even need to go to a psychic or a medium because at home, the moment you think of the person, you feel them right there in your heart, alive still. So they come to me to find out if there was love. And every time I bring someone in, and by the way, I'm an evidential medium. An evidential medium, I was trained in England, which is which is the most revered country for mediumship. They actually made a religion out of it. It's about getting pieces of evidence that this is the spirit that is standing here with me and pieces of evidence that only the person that I'm making the connection for would know. So it's 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 the major part of their healing, a major part of releasing the hurt to finally find out if their their loved ones actually loved them, because there's so many crazy things that go on. And and um yeah, it's very important in their healing. Thanks for asking that. Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, I'm just, yeah, this is also I know it's, it's, uh, I know, it leaves you, like your brain freezes when you hear all of this information, right? Especially if you heard it for the first time. Yeah, you know? it's not like stuff I usually learn about. Um, yeah, and you talked about the afterlife, and I noticed you mentioned earlier you pray to God. Um, does that mean you're religious does that mean you believe no oh god i'm not religious at all i don't follow any dogmatic religion i'm spiritual there is a difference religion was humankind's way of expressing spiritual beliefs and because religions actually formed out of fears they didn't form out of positive things oh oh let's believe i mean people saw fires on the earth and storms happen and they started worshiping oh my gosh the fire god or the the thunder god or the rain god you know we need water it's not raining anymore so that's how it started it started out of fears and then it was the um the hebrews who decided that they were going to believe in just one god something told them well if there's all these other little gods maybe instead of little gods there's one big god and the big god loves us and it started waking them up so that's spirituality yes i believe in a divine being a being that created us, but I'm not. But we are part of it. I actually believe the way that force created us was by becoming us, and we're one with it. We're co-creators. Whereas, as loving, and but we've forgotten, and so we're not acting that way. Um, we created this earth together to experience who we are and what we know, um, and that's why we can get it wrong, and we're allowed to keep coming back until we get it right. So, yes, I do believe in a divine force, absolutely, but. But it's my buddy, just like your father is supposed to be or your mother's supposed to be. It is the divine and the perfect mother father to us. We're best friends. And if you work with it and and know that it's it's who you are and part of who you are, you, you get to act differently and feel differently, not only about yourself, but about everybody else, because we are all brothers and sisters to that force. Oh, yeah. And um, like, yeah, in the bio, um, it mentioned that you're able to teach people how to, I guess, come into contact with that um, spirit more. What are some steps that like a normal person can take to, uh, 
I guess, recognize that more within themselves. Oh, wow. Wow, man, how old are you? Can I ask that? You sound like you're a teenager, but your questions and your wisdom are like this 90-year-old man that I had conversation with last year. Um, <laughs> geez, Kenneth, um, you put Thank me on. You. The I, oh, yeah, yes. definitely, man. Yeah. I want to have a one-on-one conversation with you someday just sitting around and talking. Um You have to clean the crap out of your heart and mind. That's how. That's step one. I know, I know we we probably have a break coming up and I just want to, we'll we'll talk more about that. But for sure, step number one, if you've got these scars and hurts and angers and resentments, you can never connect to that highest part of you. But I'll tell you about Lion King, the movie Lion King. Walt Disney was very metaphysical and spiritual, okay? Every story he took to make into a movie not only had a moral value for the kids, but had a metaphysical, metaphoric meaning for the adults. And Lion King is about our relationship with God. Mufasa, the king, the king um, lion, right? represents God and Simba represents us. And it's a story about how we separate because of our fears, because we think we've messed up and all of that stuff. But the one important thing that Mufasa says when he comes back as a spirit is you've forgotten who I am because you have forgotten who you are. You must take your rightful place as king and then you'll know who I am. We must believe in our own magnificence, Kenneth, and then we can reconnect with spirit as well oh. and I, i'll tell you the other steps afterwards all right all right um yeah unfortunately we are out of time today um yeah do, could you elaborate like quickly on those last steps just because like yeah, yes we won't have another opportunity believe you're something better Go back into your heart, deep down into your unconscious mind where you packed away your real, true, negative self-beliefs. Bring them to the surface and then reparent yourself, recondition, retrain your subconscious mind into believing you're something special. And then just believe there is something more out there. Ask to reconnect to it and you will overnight. That is the Reader's Digest, the bridge version, okay? Right. Yeah. And I think that's a really great way to just close off today. Um, Yeah. Vincent, again, just thank you for coming on. This is really fascinating. And I think a lot of what you said, thank you. Yeah. really encompasses like the message of uh, be the star you are here. And yeah, this is really great experience. And keep doing the work you're doing because you're the one that gives us hope for this world. Okay. You, the youth today and people like you. All right. Thank you. And we'll do. Um, yeah, unfortunately, that is all the time we have for the segment. Audience, to learn more about Vincent and his work at www.vincentjenna.com, as well as his social media outlets, uh, facebook.com slash msw, twitter.com slash vgbelief, youtube.com slash user slash vinnyjenna, and yeah, I'm Kenneth Jun. Pick up a copy of our newest anthology, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, which you can find on CynthiaBryan.com, Amazon, and other book retailers. Visit www.BeTheStarYouAre.org for more information about Express Yourself and Be the Star You Are. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation on the gift of joyfulness. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. 
Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here on the Voice America Empowerment channel. Our program is Express Yourself giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Kenneth John, and for our last segment today, we have Be the Star Yard reporter Arjun Clare with us to share another edition of Innovation Nation. The floor is yours. Hi, everyone. My name is Arjun Clare, and I'm happy to be coming to you again with another edition of Innovation Nation. In today's segment, I'm excited to talk to you about joyfulness, joyfulness and how it relates to innovation. I want to talk about something which brings both my friends and me a lot of joy, gaming. It is common to see a teenager lying in bed or walking around playing games on their phones or mobile consoles like a Nintendo Switch or DS. What used to be a fun pastime has changed and evolved so much in recent years that it is now one of the most watched and played sports in the world and not just by teenagers. And yes, you heard me correctly. Gaming is a sport. One of the most popular games out there is League of Legends, a multiplayer online battle arena. Since its release in 2009, League of Legends has experienced a huge increase in the number of players and currently averages more than 27 million people from more than 145 different countries each day. It's grown so much in recent years that there are multiple tournaments held every year, 
with the largest one being the World Championships. In 2018, the World Finals had two teams battle it out for the top spot, with nearly 100 million people watching, within the arena and online. To put that in context, more people watched the League of Legends Finals than the Major League Baseball and NBA Finals combined. And not to mention, League of Legends is right up there in viewership with the Super Bowl. Another really popular game is Fortnite, which I'm sure many of you have heard of. In July, a 16-year-old from Pennsylvania won almost $3 million in prize money after beating out 100 other players. So video games are no longer a simple pastime only played by teenagers, but rather one of the largest esports in the world. But how is this possible? Well, video games began in the late 1950s, with simple games such as Pong, made by Atari, but did not begin to gain popularity until the 80s, with the introduction of arcade machines and the Nintendo Entertainment System that came out in 1985. In just 30 years, video games had already changed from simple, single-player games to consoles that could be plugged into your TV. Now, with advancing technology, consumer demand, and better graphics, companies are able to innovate on what Nintendo had started with their first console, the NES. As time passed, the world was introduced to the PlayStation, the Xbox, and the Wii. And these consoles are continuously being upgraded and fitted with the newest innovative technologies available, including virtual reality and artificial intelligence. These new consoles don't just offer updated graphics. They offer something unique that gamers have not experienced before. The ability to be fully immersed in and physically interact with the game. Video games like Destiny, Minecraft, Fortnite, and more have created the ability for kids to create virtual worlds, to build communities in those worlds, play with their friends or strangers in teams, to strategize, and much, much more. This has now become the new way to hang out with friends. Some may argue that this is not necessarily a good thing. However, that topic is so big that it will have to be explored in another segment. With the introduction of new technology happening every day, gaming has also stretched well beyond just sheer entertainment and joy for those who play it. Gaming innovation has entered into the realm of things like physical and cognitive therapy, as well as behavioral therapy. One example is a UC Davis startup company known, known as Cognivive that uses age and ability-appropriate gaming to, to treat stroke victims. The Wii console has also been used to help the elderly become engaged and more active by playing games such as Wii Bowling or golf and others. There's even a National Senior League, which holds a Wii National Senior Bowling Championship. The participants are in independent senior living communities, assisted living communities, affordable housing communities, senior centers, VA hospitals, and nursing homes. It must be so fun for those seniors to enjoy bowling in the convenience of their residence, wherever that may be. So, as you've heard, innovation has played a big part in joyfulness and has changed the way in which people interact, as well as created a new sport and even brought about a very positive impact on those suffering through, th through certain health, health ailments. 
It even provides a safe and active outlet for the elderly. Overall, video games have come a long, long way and are continually changing as new technologies emerge and innovators continue to push the envelope and find creative ways to utilize it to help those that can benefit from it. And as a result, innovation is bringing joy. Yeah, and as always, I think that was a really great and interesting segment. Um, I like how you not only talked about the technological innovations behind things like gaming, but like the social innovations and how society is kind of viewing uh, video games differently now than they did before. Um, yeah, so I guess I just want to ask you, why do you think uh, people look at video games so differently now, where they just invest so much more time and energy into these things that used to be just kind of a waste of time, or what people considered to just be like random time wasters that kids uh, played with? Well, I think there are many reasons for that, but I think that a big one is how far video games have come. Because as I talked about before, they started off as really simple, small, single-player games, but they've evolved so much in the past like 50 years that you can just go to your TV and within 10 minutes you can be online with your friends or even strangers just hanging out and playing video games. And it's really big with teenagers right now, and so it's a really, really big market. However, I also think that video games are being used a lot more for therapy purposes, especially like virtual reality and stuff, those are really helpful for people who might struggle um, or they can't really get along socially or something like that. Video games is kind of a way out for them. Yeah, and where do you see like all this new technology going? Um, I know virtual virtual reality and AI are starting to just kind of um, I guess people are starting to kind of get their feet wet in like consumer-grade virtual reality and AI-based uh, video gaming consoles and things like that. Do you think there ever will be like a point where it's like completely normal and this is like the standard way to play video games and things like that? Um, I do think so, yeah. I think that with the ever-changing technology that is virtual reality and artificial intelligence... Um, over time, they'll just keep getting better and better and better to where it's normal for people to, instead of playing on consoles and looking at a TV, to put on a headset and maybe have a controller in your hands, but you're seeing everything and you're completely and fully immersed into a virtual world. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess with just how like uh, technology is moving so fast, that can only pretty much be inevitable. Uh, yeah, and you listed like these really new, interesting ways that video games have uh, helped people outside of like the normal uh, way of just bringing people enjoyment. Um, do you know of any other ways that like video game has helped um, education or therapy or anything like that um, besides those examples that you listed? Um, well, not just video games, but also like technology as a whole. It's really big in education. Um, but even video games, if you look, like, if you look up on the internet, they have tons of math and science games that are designed to help kids study and learn the material better while also having fun. Um, and there's many more ways that they help disabled people because for some people who have trouble moving around, um, there are robots that can connect via an iPad or maybe something similar like that. And, 
if those people want to visit like a museum and they want to see the sites, um, they can connect to the robot and then the robot can drive around and they can view everything, although they don't actually have to go there. Oh, yeah. And um, for people who want to get more involved in this and like become pro gamers, do you know about how like one would take that path and become a pro gamer? Uh, well, to become a professional gamer, it's just like any other sport. You just have to put the time in and you have to be willing to practice hours and hours a day. Um, I know that the kid who, the 16 year old kid who won around $3 million for Fortnite, practiced Fortnite for about eight hours a day. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know that, like, uh, streaming and YouTube videos and things like that are a really new and kind of weird thing, I guess, to people who don't really understand it, watching other people play video games. Um, but, yeah, I know it is a really big part of gaming communities. Um, what do you think is, like, the influence that this has had on, um, I guess, growing gaming audiences? Well, I think that the gaming audiences are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, especially as new generations are coming of teenagers and stuff, more more of them are getting into it. Um, and I think that as like science continues and video games just continue to move on, um, it and they keep innovating on what's already there, more people will begin to use them, and less people will begin to be opposed to video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, have you seen like, do you think there has been like a do you think gaming is still kind of a more uh, niche or underground thing, or will it always be a niche or underground thing? Or do you ever see it becoming like equal to the same, uh, I guess, societal status as normal sports, like football and basketball, things like that? Well, I think, at least right now, video games is still more of like a little niche kind of sport to play. But it is most definitely growing and is growing at a very rapid pace. Um, however, I'm not sure if people will see it in the same light as they see sports like soccer and football and baseball and stuff like that, just because it's like, well, you're not like moving around. It might not be as interesting to watch for some people. Um, but I think it goes both ways. It is growing really quickly, but there will always be those who view it as better than other sports and those who view it as lesser than other sports mm-hmm. all right yeah um it looks like we are out of time now so yeah arjun i just want to thank you again this is really interesting and i really like this conversation that was we had it was really enlightening um yeah and as always we give our thanks to star style productions cynthia bryan be the star you are and our voice america empowerment crew especially our voice engineer josh Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Kenneth Jun, and you have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs, go to our main site at www.bethestarur.org. Celebrate our 20th anniversary with us. Don't worry, be happy, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. 
Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars could shine between the lines if you would let yourself.